It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms. And remember what got you here. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches, that, that, that's going to make the f***ing difference between winning and losing. It's down to the wire with, with, with Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Oh, Petey! Oh, Petey! On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Down to the Wire. We are live Mondays now, just Mondays for the next three months. From 6.30 to 8 p.m. at night. I know we're starting a little late today. I want to apologize. We had some technical difficulties with one of our stream keys. So I just want to apologize to all the fans that that are waiting for us to come on live. That uh, We usually start at 6.30. But uh, we're going to go straight through. We're not going to have any commercials. So we're going to go through everything that we're going to talk about today throughout the rest of the show. Remember, you can call us at 631-676-2968 is the number. You can follow us on or go to our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Again, it's WorldWideSportsRadio.com. You can check out all our shows, all the different stories that we post up every single day or every single week. And you can absolutely look at where we're going to be next live in your place, anywhere from Connecticut, New Jersey, or New York, anywhere in New York, Long Island, New York, Manhattan, wherever, the Bronx. We're all over the place. We're doing shows, and we're also doing live events throughout the Suffolk County, Nassau County in the next couple of weeks. So definitely stay tuned for that as we post it up on our calendar. Anyways, you can follow us on Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. All you have to do is go to Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy Petey, how was your weekend? Obviously, before our show, we always have the technical difficulties if it's on a Monday. But yep, always stressful. It's always stressful in the studio. It just never ends when I am here. So, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find f- find the problem or fix it for the first time in a very long time. But um, I'm hoping that I can figure out why it's not working. Anyways, uh, we have Mr. Mikey C. in the studio. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, man? As you know, uh, the stress level is at an all-time high. Uh, Mr. Mark Salino, what's going on, my friends? Doing all right. How's it going, man? We are good. Put his mic up a little bit. Or do I just need to speak closer to it? No, we just need your mic up a little bit. Uh, some people have uh, less of a, a squeaker voice than Mikey C. How about so now? Is this better? <laughs> that's better. Anyways, uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about March Madness today. We're also going to talk about the KP situation. Uh, did the New York Knicks know about this rape charge? I believe that they did. I think that was a why, that was why they wanted him. They wanted him out of there, and it seems like KP is. There was reports that I heard that he kind of knows a little bit about it from the situation. Well, K- the Knicks knew about it. Well, yes, the Knicks and knew the way a they bit related it. to yeah, I thought they reported the, to the, Dallas too. Right to Dallas is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So there could be an issue which somebody said to where. There could be a possibility of Adam Silver stepping in on this. They, he could, but as as I look at the trade and the way the trade goes through, KP's not going to jail. So what is what is Adam Silver going to do? Adam Silver 
the only thing Adam Silver is going to do is he's going to probably go to the Knicks and fine him. That's that's all they're going to do to him. Uh, the Knicks are still going to get the draft picks. They're not going to lose the draft picks. Uh, KP is not going to go to jail. He what might be fine. Be fine him for what? Uh, what do you mean, fine him for what? Fine the what? Knicks for for lying for not telling them the situation. Telling it's them doing the do good. It's I, doing I, good I, business. You're I, supposed I, to you're supposed to relay everything in a trade scenario, every little nook and cranny. The, the Knicks thought, will get fined. I, I could be wrong. But no, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the Knicks did. did. Disclose it to, to Dallas as well as the league. Here, here's the thing, and I, I didn't want to get into this first, but maybe oh, we, yeah, maybe, yeah, we'll, yeah. maybe we will get into this first because this is a good story, and everybody went into March Madness no, first. So I don't want to get good story. This I mean, is a very good story. I mean, the, it's a good story to like talk about here, but at the end of the day, I mean, you, obviously you're, you're, you don't want to see somebody rape about something, rape somebody, a young woman or potentially you know a female who was sexually assaulted. Well, what I mean by good, what I mean by good story is a big story here in New York. Here's the thing. Mark Cuban is one of the richest people in in the world. He's one of the richest people in the United States. This is a guy that's a great businessman. He's on Shark Tank. He created Shark Tank. It's the biggest show right now on TV, or one of the biggest shows on, on TV. This is a guy that's very smart. He knows how to work a business and how to build a business and how to grow a business. He did that with the Mavericks. The Mavericks were a team in shambles when he bought the team. He built that team to a championship team, and he won a championship with that team a couple of years ago. The fact is... He was so desperate, and he really wanted KP that bad when he went to the Knicks. And if you don't remember, the day before the Knicks traded him to the Mavericks, the Knicks played the Mavericks in Madison Square Garden. And KP and Dirk Nowinski and some of the players, Doncic, Doncic went to dinner that night, and all of a sudden, the day later, the, the, the day later uh, KP and his brother went into a, uh, a meeting with the New York Knicks organization. Five hours later, he was traded to the Mavericks. Now, Mark Cuban knew something. And if Mark Cuban didn't know anything, then he's not a good businessman. This is a guy that you're getting one of the best young players in the league. You're giving up two first-round draft picks, and your first-round draft pick from two years ago for Chris Tapps Porzingis. Now, if you wanted him so bad and you did your work diligently, then this wouldn't be a problem. So you can't blame the New York Knicks for trading KP and Cuban didn't do his background check on what's going on with Chris Tapps Porzingis. Now, this story is blooming, and we're going to hear more and more things come out in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure we're going to hear the story... There is a story coming out that KP did pay the lady, the, this young lady, $65,000, which she helped her brother get through college with that $65,000 uh, this past offseason. The fact is, if KP is paying off somebody, that means that KP was somewhat guilty on the situation. So... I'm sure the Knicks knew something about this, but maybe they didn't know everything that KP wanted everybody to know. Because usually the organization would get involved with it, put their hands in it. Maybe he would have paid off the girl just, just to keep everything out of the way. Who paid the girl? Supposedly KP gave her $65,000. So maybe the New York Knicks didn't know the in-depth story on this whole particular situation now if this story is true 
This was a great trade for the New York Knicks. Even if they get fined $500,000. Now, KP's not going to jail. He, this is, even if it's a rape charge, look at, look, at the, look at Kobe Bryant. Look at the situation with Kobe Bryant. Kobe, was, it went through all the structure. They found, if, he, if KP is a superstar that he is, he's going to get a good lawyer, and the lawyer will wind up trying to keep, they'll pay the girl off, they'll give her a million dollars, they'll do something, they'll shut her up. Look at what, look what Hardy did to his girlfriend, almost killed her. God. He almost killed her. And what happened? He got off on it. And he played for the Cowboys the next year. He got suspended for four games. What a joke. And he, he did a lot worse than raping a girl. He practically almost killed his girlfriend. So I believe KP will get off on this. Is he right or wrong from it? No, absolutely. Nobody should rape anybody. And this is a terrible story. I didn't mean by good story. It's a bad story, but it's a big story here in New York. So it's a good story to talk about because this is going to be a story that's going to bloom all the way through the draft, till the draft. And obviously, where the Knicks are going to be drafted in this year's draft, which could be in the top three or the top five. But this story, if it's true, this was a good trade for the Knicks because they got rid of that headache. They got rid of his family. His brother opening his big mouth throughout magazines and Sports Illustrated talking about he doesn't like where the Knicks are going. Who the hell are you? You've been in the league for three years. You've been out. You played The most games you played in the season was 58, I think it is. Your last season you played what? 23 games? 24 games before you tore your ACL? This is a guy that's been in the league for three years. He's 22 years old. And not only is he doing things to the organization, demanding things from the organization, he's doing things off the court that is going to make the organization look bad. And trust me, the Knicks don't need it. With all the stuff that's going on with James Dolan, Charles Oakley, every single year there's something with the New York Knicks that embarrass the hell, not only out, out of the organization, but embarrasses Madison Square Garden and the Mecca of basketball. The New York Knicks have not been a talk of a town in almost 20 years. And I don't want to hear about the 54-win season with Carmelo Anthony because that season was a horrific in the playoffs because they lost against an Indiana Pacer team in the second round that they should have beat. They were a better team. Kristaps Porzingis has been nothing but a problem since he came to the Knicks. Does that mean I didn't like Kristaps Porzingis? And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you're a hypocrite. You like KP. I loved KP. Loved him. But now that you're seeing, you're hearing stories behind the man, and, and trust me, this guy was dating supermodels. He was going out partying when he wasn't even on the basketball court when he tore his ACL. He was jumping off boats in friggin' uh, Ibiza or in Ibiza. Jumping off boats after he just tore his ACL three or four months later. I mean, this guy wants to be the spotlight. He wants to be the superstar guy. He wants to be the face of the New York Knicks organization. What did you do? Now the stories are coming out that you're raping people. And you're paying women off so nobody can nobody can know the story. So you got your trade, what you wanted. Now all of a sudden it comes out 
and now it's 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 spreading like a wildfire. And now this is the Knicks' fault. KP doing something is the Knicks' fault. Now the Knicks did tell. What did the Knicks say? They didn't say it was a rape situation. It was something else. They used a different word. I don't remember off the top of my head what the report what somebody reported, but it was something along the lines that they just said that he's. He's in allegations right now, but I don't think anything should transpire from that. Okay, and, and <clears throat> knowing that, knowing that he's in allegation, don't you think Mark Cuban, as smart as he is, he's going to look? Now, Mark Cuban has a ton of money. He can, he can look up background. He can look up the background check of what's going on with KP. He could have went to KP. God damn it, he went to an, a, a dinner with him the night before. Dirk Nowitzki. All those guys, they went to dinner with him. This is the problem. And and this is the problem. And everybody wants to blame the New York Knicks. This isn't the Knicks' fault. This is KP's fault. He got where he he, he wanted to get out of there. He got what he wanted. He got traded. He went to the team that he wanted to go to, too. They used the word extortion. Extortion. That's the word. Extortion. No, well, well, yeah, in the sense to where the Knicks told Dallas that he's being extorted for probably, you know, from allegations so, that stems. So who's so so, Dallas knew? Yeah, they knew. But they knew. No, wait, wait, wait. Being extortion is completely different than being charged against for rape. Okay. So, Two different big scenarios. So, Mike, it's still you, concerning. Mike, though. let me ask you a question. Mike, to a degree. Mike, you own a business. You own a multi-billion dollar business, okay? We're going to sit here and be businessmen right now. You're a businessman. We're all businessmen, okay? Let's sit here. And you're buying a player. You you know that this is one of the most talented young players in the league. He just tore his ACL. He's seven foot three, and already he's got problems. You know, medical problems. You wanted him very very badly, and you offer two first round draft picks. One that's going to be absolutely unprotected, which is unheard of. Nobody trades unprotected picks. Nobody. 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 But Dallas did, and you give up. Two years ago, your top 10 pick, who's a very talented point guard, who who wanted out of the Dallas Mavericks and that organization. So you gave up three first-round draft picks for one. And a bunch of players. By the way, Tim Hardaway, nobody knew about his leg injury. And now all of a sudden it's coming out that Tim Hardaway has a leg injury. He's had a leg injury. And that's why he hasn't played very well all season long. Hey, Mark Cuban is a businessman. Now, Mike... You are Mark Cuban, and somebody tells you before you make the trade, oh, well, he's kind of in trouble, in extortion. He's in, he's in um, a situation. Well, here's the thing. I get what you're saying, and I know where you're going to go with that. Here's the thing. I bet you the extortion aspect probably happened to a lot of these players because they are famous. They do go out. They do live a life. And you got a lot of crazy women that will probably use that against them. So that could possibly be on a regular aspect in professional sports. It's Absolutely. Just, it's just not being, you know, Absolutely. open but up to the, to the public. Here's the thing. You're hearing stories, and I'm sure he could invest. I'm sure Mark Cuban could have investigated this extortion situation. He could have He could have sat down with Porzingis. I'm sure he sat down with Porzingis and asked him about this extortion situation. And if he didn't, well, by the way, he's not that good of a businessman because he just made the trade and he gave up practically his future. They knew. They absolutely did know. 
there's no way something now it's, that caliber with all the legal clout that they actually have, they're not going to do their due diligence and come across that critical piece of information. Um, they, they definitely knew, as far as I'm concerned. Knowing that you're being, a, you know, you're in an extortion possible case is completely different than having your play saying, well, now the charges are changed to rape allegations. Completely different. Because extortion can happen to almost any player because of what I just said prior. Well, that's that's, that's a whole like, different that, ballgame. story right there, you know. Obviously, something actually happened. She kind of, like, asked for 65 k He said, no, I'm not paying for it. So she turned around and said, well, then you know what? You, you raped know, me. You raped me. That, that's, that's what it probably happens a lot. That's my point. I think there's some truth to this. I, I really do. You don't pay no, some, somebody. Something you happened. don't. You something don't pay. Happened. No, he said it was a sexual situation, but he says it wasn't rape. Now, why would you pay somebody how do you, how do you, sixty-five grand? How do you if know it he paid somebody though? I, 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 it I came I, out I, that he did. It came I out heard in the that story. She asked, and they had an, uh, an agreement that he would pay her sixty-five k, and he said no. no. Kind of like backed out of it the last minute. So my because you got to look at it, you know, wrong, right. with these players that make millions of dollars. So she turned around right. and, and pressed charges against. That's my understanding. I'm. I heard I'm that. It I, I so. heard. I heard that he did pay her sixty-five grand. Well, and then, she used well, it wrong that, I, I, that, I, I she used that it for helping her brother get through college. That, that she was doing that. I heard that she was going to help the brother through college, and I actually thought it was more than sixty-five k. So no, it's sixty-five thousand. I also heard. That's I, what I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I also read somewhere that the Knicks were involved on transfer, transferring the money to her, so the Knicks actually knew the extent. That's why they said it could be a bigger issue on the Knicks because I, they knew to the extent. Because if the money was going to be transferred, the Knicks were going to help transfer hey Mike, that money. Mike, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that is all true. Is that the Knicks' fault that they didn't do their their they didn't look this story up they didn't investigate this story before they made the trade? Well, what is there to investigate though? There was no charges that were filed. What's there to investigate? All right, so it's not the Knicks' problem. It really isn't. I definitely don't think it's it's, the Knicks it's problem. not the Knicks' problem. So I think they were aware of the situation. They reported it to the NBA. They mm. reported it to Dallas. The Dallas still went forward. With it's the how or what they reported. They didn't think it was that. That's big the king. Something the fact was that, known. It's not like this is coming out of left field. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I don't think it's going to be the Knicks' problem. This is Dallas's problem. This is their problem now. They're going to have to deal with it. This is a Dallas PR problem because yep. it wasn't that long ago when we're Cuban. You know, there, there was uh, you know sexual sexual assault charges taking place in the Dallas front office, and where I'm not sure if it was like a president or uh, an assistant GM. Yeah, I think it was a no. I, I think it was something really lower. I think it was like one of like the vending staff or something like that was involved. Uh, was wasn't it like something there, there in the mailroom? No, I, it was. It wasn't somebody it was the, that high the up. Culture in their office w- was, and he, was, you know, he was, victim, was, was victimized by correct, one of their something. was so by it, one of their staff. Yeah. The continuation of this narrative from a Dallas perspective is it doesn't look good. Well, but no, I don't think it's a Nick. I don't think it's a Nick issue. I mean, we can always try and get on the Knicks for something. I don't believe that this is one of the things that you can get on them for. I'll tell you this. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you this. I, I'm I'm kind of disgusted because as as a Nick as a Nick fan and as a KP fan, and you're hearing these stories come out. Oh, horrible! It, it's a horrible story, and it just makes it makes KP even look worse than the situation. It really does because he well, didn't even when he got traded, he didn't even thank the New York fans until somebody, yeah, it's not good. some or, PR from the Mavericks. 
stated to him that you should thank the New York fans and all that other stuff. The first thing that he did when he was traded to the Mavericks is, I'm, go- I'm going home with my buddy. And he put a picture of him and his buddy uh, in, where they played for the, the world team or whatever the heck they did and practically giving each other pounds or whatever they were doing. But he didn't even thank the New York fans until the Mavericks PR said, maybe you should write a little letter thanking the New York fans, uh, Madison Square Garden, for the, career, the, the three- or four-year career that you had with the New York Knicks. That just makes him look worse. And this makes it good riddance. That's what I'm saying. Good riddance. Why do you want that guy? On your team. It's just, yeah, I mean, it, it's a story. It's just not a good story. Or it's the other end of the spectrum here and where it's another female taking advantage of a, of a situation by, by crying wolf-like a little bit here. I mean, unfortunately, you, you don't know what's real and what's not. Um, it's either bad for the woman or bad for KP. E- either way, it's not, it's not good. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, what do you think happened? I, I, what I think has happened. What I think happened with the New York Knicks. I think the New York Knicks knew exactly what was going on. I think the Knicks told them that it was extortion. I think Mark Cuban, as an owner of an organization, a multi-billionaire who knows how to make money and knows that he wanted this guy, and he already said that I wanted him really, really bad, and we're going to keep these guys together for the the next twenty years. He did everything he can to get what he wanted. He didn't really investigate this story. And now he got traded. He gave up practically his future for the next four years because he gave up two first-round draft picks. One of them, that both of them could be unprotective. Now, if, if next year, the next two years they make the playoffs, that, that next pick is unprotected. So I think, he got, I think the Knicks got the 2020. I think it was the 2020. It's a weird three-year thing. I yeah. think it's like 2020 and 2022 or something like yeah, that. Well, it, can, it can only be every other year. Yeah. So you it's can't 20, have consecutive so it's years. So it's 2020 and 2020. Unless it's a different pick from another team, then you could trade consecutive years. Now, now just think of this. Think of it. Uh, yeah. Think of this with this way. If one of these guys get hurt next year, and they're not, they don't have any salary room to bring any big name players because they took on Tim Hardaway's contract. They took on all those contracts that the Knicks had. Well, they still have Harrison Barnes too. Uh, yes. Could all be bought out. I don't think it's going to happen. It's, it's still hard, though. It's, it's going to be hard to buy him out, especially what they paid him. I so think. just think about it this way. If, if you look at it, this situation, if they lose one of those guys, they don't make the playoffs, the Knicks get a lottery pick. Two years from now, let's say the year after they make the playoffs, KP's healthy, they're all healthy. They make the, they make the, dra- they, they make the playoffs. The Knicks get their pick that year, too, in the first round. Like it could, could be a lot first of round pick, yeah, yeah. The, in 2022. Right. So in, in 2022, if 2021 they make the playoffs and in 2022 they don't, the Knicks get another lottery pick. You're, you're reaching too far, in but I, I'm just I'm just looking it's at po- it. It's a possibility, it's a possibility yeah. but that's but just like the Celtics, the Celtics made a possibility that the Nets weren't going to be good, and look, the net they got the Nets lottery picks for the last the last I don't know decade because because they, they were stupid. Okay, that's that's what happens. You make a, you make a move because you think it makes your team better, and it doesn't. He practically gave his team future, his team's future for the next four years, and that's the way you got to look at it. So, what do I think happened? I think there's some truth to the story. I don't know if he raped her, but maybe he he claimed there was pictures that he hit her. 
I mean, she's got pictures that she got punched in the face a couple of times. So there is proof, video and pictures that the cops took of See, that, her. Uh, there was that a I report that was filed. Yes. Something kind of like happened. Yes. Not that to she, say that well, you have to better, file a report regardless. It's different from rape. Yes. Though. Yes. Look. She got hit. She got hit. So she was not only raped, supposedly, she was assaulted. So if this is all true, even if one story is true, you're going to look at the Nixon and you're going to say, well, even if they have to pay a fine, they're not going to have to make the trade back over. That's not no, going to no, happen. No, the trade's I, not going to It's not going to rescind. No. It, it, it makes the Knicks look even better with this trade. It this makes them look out. even Some, better. Something happened between the two parties. There was an agreement struck between Pazingas and the only, the only difference that I'm not going to buy. The deal fell apart, and now the, uh, now the issue is becoming public. It's exactly kind of like what happened. Right, it's going from extortion to yeah, now rape. Rape, extortion. That's why it'll all, it'll all go away. Because no, it will, it will go away, had, but had, it only makes Porzingis. It only makes Porzingis bad. It makes him look he bad. Decided he decided he's not paying her, or she decided it's not kind of like enough, and try to extort him out of like you know more money, or she just said, hey, you know what? I don't freaking need your money. To heck with you. Here I'm pressing charges. It, it's definitely now it's all coming up. It's definitely going to be a story for the next couple the of months. The only problem is, is that when you let time go by, it's really hard to press charges on because you start losing ample time of evidence and anything else that's being, you know, because like you said, if there is pitch, I don't believe, you know, whether there is or there isn't, you know, of abuse or any, the way the world is today with sports, any type of violence to a woman yeah. is national, is national regards to easily should be making $5 million instead of $65,000. Yeah, so I'm not buying that either. It's. Hey, look, you know, that's why you have courts and you let that whole process kind of like work out. I guess mm. the point is, is that there was an agreement between the woman and Porzingis and where everybody thought this was just going to be swept under the rug and the deal went through because nobody thought that any of this information was going to come to light. And now it's coming back and biting everybody right right back in the Oh, it's not biting it. anybody but the Dallas Mavericks in the ass because that's what's going to happen. It, it's a PR nightmare. Although I don't think it's a, it's a, a PR nightmare. issue. I mean, no, it's the not. The don't look good no, for it. No, I, I understand that. That's that's the whole point of this, this yeah. conversation. This isn't the Knicks' problem. This is no, Dallas' not. problem. This is going to be Dallas' problem. All this does is it helps the Knicks look even better getting rid of him. Because now you get rid of that whole sour situation. You get rid of his not craziness. Story the Knicks want on there. No, not at all. Not, not at all. And you want to know something? Some story anybody wants, no. to be honest with you. It, it, all, it, all it makes, the only team it makes look bad is Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. That's really it. And, and speaking of the New York Knicks, uh, the New York Knicks this past weekend, losing this weekend, gives them the opportunity to be a top three uh, top three team in the draft, where they're gonna they're in the lottery draft now, where they have the opportunity to get Zion Williamson at number one. So that that was a story this weekend that the Knicks are sucking for Zion. Um, th- now they have the opportunity to get the number one pick. That, does that mean the Knicks are gonna get the number one pick? Probably not. Okay, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. But hey, and you know what? You have to be in it to win it. So. If Zion is, if the Knicks get the number one pick, they're going to get themselves a very good player in Zion Williamson. And that's what we're going to get into right now. We're going to get into the NCAA tournament. And this is probably the best Elite Eight I've seen in a very, very long time. It was a, it was a great weekend. If you like college basketball and you want to see the next big-time superstars in the NBA, well, yeah, I don't know if you're going to see superstars – um, obviously, Ja got knocked out early in the tournament, so you, ne- you, you didn't really get a chance to see enough Florida of him. Florida State's just a better team than yeah. them. <laughs> well, Florida State got knocked out uh, uh, to a team on Gonzaga that I thought mm-hmm. they were better than. So, uh, And Gonzaga got knocked out by Texas Tech 
this past weekend, which was unbelievable. I'm shocked at that. I mean, Texas Tech. Now, now Texas Tech is in the Final Four. First time ever. And they're playing a team that they can beat, Michigan State. Now, Michigan State, and we're going to get into the Duke game, and I listened to Matt, and I listened to Matt's show. I called Matt's show, and he made it, made it be seen, made it be understood that the reason why the Duke Blue Devils lost was because they had 17 fouls in the game. Turnovers. And 17 turnovers, I'm sorry. Sorry, and they, they had a lot of fouls in the game. Or, um, actually, in the later, first half. Second yes. half, they didn't have any fouls, so yes. they were trying to foul players to the line, and right. they couldn't do it. Right. And if you watch the game, and, and I watched the game, I actually sat and watched the whole game, every bit of it from commercial to the game, the, the, the Duke Blue Devils had a seven-point lead with two minutes left in the first half. It's seven-point lead. They actually, at one point, had nine-point lead. Yeah, 30-21. They coughed up the lead in almost three minutes, and at the end of the half, they gave the Michigan State uh, Spartans a 34-30 lead going into the second half. Mm-hmm. Now... If you and, and I, I love Coach K. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in all of sports history. I think he's a brilliant coach. He really is a smart coach. And if you look at what he has done against Tom Izzo, it's a remarkable record. He's three and one. He was three and one going into the game in the tournament against Tom Izzo, and he's a I think eleven and two all time. Eleven all eleven eleven and two all time against Tom Izzo, who is a Hall of Fame head coach. I'll tell you this right now. Coach K got outclassed, outcoached by a coach that he, I believe is he's better than. The problem in this game was Coach K thought his team and his freshmen were that much talented, more talented than the Michigan State Spartans, that he thought that he didn't have to go into the, the half and tell them, we have to change defense, we have to change this, we're going to have to change the rotation, we're going to put Zion at the top of the point, which he should have done. Every time Zion controlled the ball at the top of the point, they scored. Every single time. Every time he controlled the ball at the top of the perimeter, they scored. But it was back and forth with R.J. Barrett, and I'm sorry as much as everybody loves R.J. Barrett and think that he, a lot of people before the season started, thought R.J. Barrett was the absolutely number one pick in this year's draft. I think R.J. Barrett is is a good player, highly overrated. Look at what he has done in the last two games in this tournament. He missed a lot of quality shots and a quality Foul shots, free throws. This is a guy that... Saved him against UCF, though. <laughs> yes, with, with the final Offensive shot. Yes, rebound, I yeah. understand that and put it in. On Zion Williamson's foul shot. But to me right now, when you look at the Duke Blue Devils and you look at R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, it's not even close who's better. It's not even close. Zion is far and along the better player on the team. Now, Cam Reddish, I believe, because you could shoot the three, he could be the best player out of this on this team and out of this freshman class. You think not starting him made a difference though cuz they were using him as kind of a sixth man role. They weren't using him enough. Right. That's been a problem that's been a problem in this tournament and I believe that um I don't believe Reddish was hurt in the last game. 
Well, regardless of how they were using him, he was still struggling at, for most of the tournament anyway. He hit some big shots, but his overall production wasn't good. It's still very bold at that point, though, to just change the starting lineup this deep into the tournament and not have Reddish in there. So I feel like he should get some knock for that, too. No, I listened to Matt, and Matt asked me, he said, well, if the Knicks don't get Zion Williamson, is this a loss? Is this a, Zion Williamson and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, is this a loss of losing KP. And I, I told him, no, it isn't. The only way this is a loss of losing KP is if they decide they can't get Kevin Durant, they can't get Kyrie Irvin, and they decide after, let's say they get Zion Williamson, they decide to bring in guys like Kemba Walker and Butler and try to fill in their roster and practically everything that they tried to build on opening salary right. room for the team and right. how they want to build their organization they decide to pick, bring in players that they don't need, like they did with Stoudemire. Or, or players they could have gotten Anthony. anyway. Yes. And, and, and pretty much give away a player which they shouldn't have done. The best thing the Knicks could do is if they don't get Kevin Durant and they don't get Kyrie Irving, is if they get, a, they get the one or the two or the three, get the player, build around the draft, decide to bring in bad contracts in the next two or three years, bring in bad contracts, and get first-round draft picks for those bad contracts. Build around the draft. That's what Boston did. That's what Utah did. That's what the Nuggets done. Look at the teams that are good. That's what Portland did. Look at all the teams that are good right now in the NBA. They all did it around the draft. And nailing middle draft picks, too. And, and the Knicks, I think, nailed on Robinson. I think Robinson's yes, a good player. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good player. Kevin Knox, he did all right this year. He played okay. He needs to work on his shot a little bit in the offseason. He averaged 12 points a game. He didn't have a bad season. I think he could have played better. I think the Knicks are going to have to work on on his foul shooting, this uh, free throw shooting. Plus, he's a kid. Yeah, I know. He's 19 years old. But And, and a lot of the Knicks, drink. They're, all, they're all young. <laughs> all the Knicks are young. All the young players, even Dennis Smith Jr., he's 21 years old. He's a kid. Right, you forget about that. Yeah, he's a, he's a kid. I mean, he's he averaged 14 points a game since he came to the Knicks. He's a kid. He could be a great point guard in this league. But if the Knicks get the second second pick in the first round, John Morant will be a New York Knick. He will be a New York Knick. And that means, and as much as Matt says, well, they can use both of them in the back backcourt, I don't think that's going to happen. You don't want to do that. No. John Morant will be their point guard. They will trade Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, you would have to. And try to get a first-round draft pick for him in or, the future. Or another player. You, you just swap player for player like they did. That's, that's going to be the story going into the draft. Now, if the Knicks land Zion Williamson, well, then the Knicks put themselves in a very good position. Because then, if they don't get Kevin Durant, and they don't get Kyrie Irving, Kyrie decides to stay with the Boston Celtics. I don't believe that that is true. I think he, I think he has a better chance of going to L.A. You know the the Lakers. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Of, of I think Kyrie. it's Anthony Davis or bust for Even them. If you to come to they could still get <laughs> I Anthony. I think it's Davis. more bust. <laughs> I, I I still think they can get Anthony Davis. I, nah, still, I don't think so. Well, they'll have to trade some of the young players, but they can absolutely still get both players. They're not going to room for have room for all three: LeBron, Kyrie, and you know you know what Anthony I, Davis. LeBron signed a three year deal. $100 million. Right, but you, you can't have three max contracts on the team. But they, you don't have to. Look what Chris Bosh did. Look what they did with the Miami the Miami Heat. And remember, the CBA is going up this year. It's going, right, up, but I can't see, going up $10 million. Right, I just can't see one of those players doing it, though. Why not? Anthony Davis is a young player looking for the big contract. Anthony, LeBron James has two years left on that contract. Anthony Davis can sign. Yeah, but a, I, I got to. 
I got a question. After that two years, mm-hmm. I still think LeBron signs another deal to stay as a Laker. I don't. I think, you don't I, think so? No, I'll tell you why. Because his son is right now um, a junior in high school. He will be a senior next year, and then he's going to play one year at college. They might change the rule by then. Th- that's what I'm saying. So when there's no more there's, I, coming down the required, road, right, it's not going to be one and done anymore. I think it still could be. His I choice, think eventually. Though. I think eventually. Wherever his son gets drafted, I think he just stays in the league. I, I think wherever wherever his dra- son gets drafted is where LeBron is going to go. He already said that he he before he retires he wants to play with his son. So that you hearing those stories is his son that good? Oh, or? he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's going to be a beast. He's going to be a beast. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if he ends up back in Cleveland. He's going to be a beast. <laughs> his son's going to be a beast. His son's unbelievable. I, I, I don't. You know, I mean, I'm not talking about his son, I, but I thought here's the two thing. Little ones. I didn't realize I, he had a, no, a, he's been, a he's, son that was. No, son's, son's in high school. I'm not going to lie. You're talking about three years, so LeBron's going to be 37. If I'm a team, I'm not signing him. <laughs> no, it's not. Here's the thing. It's, Unless he signs for a million dollars. Yeah, league minimum. Well, hold on one second. You, you wouldn't see sign, how he ages you first. You wouldn't sign LeBron James. He's still averaged 27, At the age of 37, 38? No, I'm sorry. Well, he's he 34 ages. right now. He's going to be 35 yeah, next year. and he's starting to hit injuries left and right. All right, but if no. he's still averaging 24, 25 points a game, why wouldn't you sign LeBron James? What, what are you losing here? You get him. He plays with his son. Because he took hostage of the league, so I take him hostage. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling if you, if I was the owners, that's what I'd be so doing. LeBron James' son, years old right now. His son, his son is 16. I think he's 16. His son is a junior in high school. He will be senior next year. He's either going to go into the NBA after that, or he's going to play one year of college basketball, and then he's going to pursue his NBA career. I think that's what he wants to do yes. anyway. I think he wants he to said play. He wanted to play for Duke. He wants to play correctly. for Duke. He wants to play for Duke. Yeah, yeah I did hear that yes. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. his son wants to play for Duke one year. So. His son will play one. Then it'll probably be a three-year program, or I don't think it's going to be one. I don't. It won't be one and done. It's it's not going to be one. Even if they change the rule, though, I think he still wanted to play there. Yes, regardless. So just because they change the rule doesn't mean you're required to. No, 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 no. no, But eventually they're going to change the rule. Yeah, but not by then. Not by then. I don't think it'll be three years. Two years. I'm hearing they're talking about it now. Two years, Mike. Two years. Two years. Right, but it can't be enforced yet. Next year is he senior? He's a senior this coming year. He's a junior now. He'll be a senior next year, and then he can. Pick wherever you want. Next year, he can pick where he wants to go and play college basketball. Right. So, to me, LeBron signed a three-year deal. It's a three-year window for the L.A. Lakers. After that, LeBron is going to I go. I think the window's closed. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't care about the window. I, know, I never saw it open. I, I think. Well, it's, a little, it's a little drift coming through. <laughs> it's a drift, all it's right. Cold. It is cold. You know what they're better off doing? I was thinking about this for the Lakers. Here's the thing. Trade them? No. Caught him. I, I've noticed one yeah, thing. Right. You're gonna cut LeBron. You know, you're if, pick if him you, up. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The Knicks will pick him up. I would trade him, but that, that's just not gonna happen. But here's uh, the thing: man, nobody wants to play with him. Nobody wants to play with Chris Paul. Anthony Davis does. Uh, yeah, Anthony but, Davis wants to play with him. Whoop de do. So it's one guy out of, out of 50 good ones, and Anthony Davis can't even stay healthy. So just from that fact, this year alone, he did. He if healthy. I'm the Lakers, if I'm the Houston Rockets, if they don't make the finals this year, I trade Chris Paul to the Lakers. For their for their kids, and let let those two you know idiots play together. Why are they? Why is LeBron an idiot? Honestly, he did this to the league. Yeah, but the league was going to do this anyways. We, no, this was no, going to happen. Sorry, no, this was going to happen no, anyways, no, Mike. No, this was going to happen anyways, Mike. What are you going to tell me? You're going to tell me that LeBron James is the only person that was thinking about doing this? Come on, man. These guys are play. They're friends now. He made it's it worse like by it, making it public. Yeah, yeah he made it. Yes, he made it worse, but. 
Nevertheless, it was going. It was bound to happen. If it wasn't LeBron, it would have been somebody nope. else. It's all his fault. Oh, get out of here. He did it. Get out of here. He started that trend. Oh, give me a he break. He started it. And now? Give me a break. If you look break. at today in the NBA, it's no more competitiveness. There's no competition anymore. It's let's yeah, see who I can team up with and let's, hold go, on, hold on. And let's go hang out. Oh, hold on one second. So you're telling me it's LeBron's fault that Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors? It's not LeBron's fault that he went to Golden State. It's LeBron. You're going to blame LeBron? You don't he, think so? No, not at all. LeBron, LeBron didn't tell him, to, hey, you know what? you got to go to Golden State so you can win titles. When LeBron was the best person in his position at that time of free agency, Dwayne Wade was the best two guard, and Chris Bosh was the second Listen, if Kevin, second Durant, best Kevin Durant, Durant has his own personality. And you all team up going for ring chasing? Yeah, you started a trend. Kevin Durant has his own personality, buddy. And what did he do? Went ring he could chasing. Go play, he could go Went play. ring chasing. That's what LeBron did with Bosh and Wade. Ring chasing. That's listen, what started the trend. Listen, LeBron was going to win a title no matter what. He was going to win a title no matter what. All right? LeBron James is a unless great— Unless you have a—I mean, I get it. He's possible, a great basketball player. But the way he did it, he escalated that factor a lot faster. Well, maybe he escalated, because but Miami, you can't blame LeBron Miami, James for doing it. I mean, I think it would have happened time, no matter what. Definitely could. Yeah. Listen, time, li- yeah. li- listen, you're telling me in all professional sports, you this if LeBron James didn't do it, it was never going to happen. I don't we know. Don't know. Gonna, I don't know, know, but he still did it first, and the way he did it, it's it the looked, way he did it, it looked like it was he so teamed up, don't get me wrong. sped up the process. And it I was understand, so you know, cheating he, like the way he did that it. whole yeah. draft class. They're all friends, so I get that. I understand the whole draft class. They all became friends, but at the time of his free agency, he was the best person. He was the best player in the league, and the best at his position. Then you're teaming up with Wade, who's the best, who at that time is the number one two guard in the league, and then you're teaming up with Bosh, who's probably the number two power forward in the league. Yeah, you escalated the process of ring chasing. Maybe. Magnified a thousand percent. Listen, Mike, you're, you're saying, I'm telling you, maybe if you want to say that he, he's the first person to do it, it he, would have been done no matter what. It would have happened. It would have happened. Eventually, you don't know something. Yes, yes, I do. Come on, Mike. These guys are friends. They hang out in the offseason. All of them. Look at Carmelo Anthony, uh, Chris Paul, uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. Their families hang out. They hang out on Christmas. You know, you named Christmas. everybody from the draft. That's what I just said. Everybody from that draft is really close. All of them are close. Okay. No, I know they're all friends, but I'm saying you can't. Paul Pierce seeing... and Kevin Garnett were good friends before Kevin Garnett got traded they to the Celtics. They were never good friends until he became until No, he became they Celtics. were good friends, Mike. Mm, they were no. good friends. Kevin, they were I don't good. know. Kevin Garnett no. didn't like a lot of people. No. Kevin was Garnett and Paul Pierce were good friends. They were good friends. If that, and if, Ray if, Allen. If they were good friends. And Ray no, Allen was no. very good friends if with they, Kevin Garnett. No, they, no. Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen were good friends. When they were on the team together, yeah. But Kevin Garnett didn't barely knew Paul Pierce at that time because if he did, he would he wouldn't have accepted the tra- he would accepted the trade a long time ago. It took the trade of Ray Allen first to trigger the trade for Kevin Garnett to Kevin Garnett and Ray plays. Allen were very good friends, very good friends. Yeah, when they became teammates. No, before that, before that, before that, how many All Star games did these guys play with each other? They didn't because one was the Western Conference, the other was the Eastern exactly. Conference. They, they both. They, they both. Didn't. Not on the same team, Mike. Their All-Star Weekend, you hang out with those guys. What do you think they do? They go to clubs. They go to concerts. Everything over there at All-Star Weekend is practically clubs and concerts. When you go to a, when you go to a Super Bowl, what do you do? It's, it's an extravaganza. You're going to clubs every night. You're going to banquets. That's all it is. Yeah, no. I'm, All-Star Weekend. No, sorry. I disagree. I, I don't right. think Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett were good friends before the trade. No, no I, I absolutely it. do. I, I absolutely do believe it. I absolutely do believe it. 
And I'll tell you, the game completely changed when Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and all those those players retired. These guys became good players in the 2000 era. Kobe Bryant became very, very close. Not with not with Shaquille O'Neal. He had his friends in the league. He had his friends in the league. And that's how he dropped. By the way, um, what's his name again? Um, Who? Uh, on the, the Lakers. Not Shaquille O'Neal. Um Big man? No. Um, Derek Fisher? James Worthy? No, 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 no. I forget. Luke uh, Walton. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No. Jason Kidd? No, not Jason <laughs> Kidd. What are you talking about? Jason Kidd never played for the Lakers. He's coming soon. <laughs> Maybe as a coach. West? No, I'm talking about when Kobe Bryant played. Um, Lamar Odom. Lamar, uh, uh. Lamar Odom was very, very good friends with Kobe Bryant. A matter of fact, Lamar Odom, when he played for the Heat, when he played for the Heat before he was traded to the Lakers, him and Kobe Bryant were, you know, they've been seen out, going out to clubs and stuff like that. Lamar, Lamar Odom was in his rap, rap video. So before he was a Laker. So listen, I, I think that these players became, it, it, the league completely changed when it became more of a, uh, an offensive sport. In 2003, 2004, when the rules changed, the game completely changed. It became an offensive game. There was no defense. You couldn't put two hands on a player. You, you, you had to use your body to defend. It was completely different. It completely changed. The game completely changed. And I, as, as well as when you look at the hockey players. Look at, look at hockey players. They don't like each other. Hi, still to this day. I mean, no, they don't like hockey. each other because they have comp- they're, they're competitive against each Hi. other, but they're all friends hockey. on other teams. Yes, yes. There's a respect factor. Yes. It's a different sport, well, different mentality. It, well, I, right now, the NBA is soft. It's completely soft. It, it's a different sport, but here's the thing, Mike. You say Players today, today don't care if they win or lose. They I don't get believe, paid. I don't believe that. I don't believe they I, care I don't if believe they win that. I think, I think they do care that they win or lose. They, they're trying to build these mega teams they're where a mega, a mega team where they have a chance to win. They're trying. It's still not Crosby, working because they're all soft. I don't know if that Crosby's out kind of like recruiting players here. Crosby? How can you no, recruit No, he's not recruiting players. Recruit. The Penguins make trades all the time. No, they're just aggressive. Nothing in Nobody likes Sidney Crosby anyways. He's, he's one of the most hated players in the league. Right. And I actually know some NHL players that tell me that the, he's not very well respected. Right. They know he's a great player, but he's not right. very well respected throughout the players' union. They the, don't like him. Right. The Penguins just get a lot of players at the trade deadline. <laughs> Yes. If you don't think some of these guys are out trying to get their buddies to play for the team, it's, it, I mean, it's not to the level of LeBron James, who's a megastar. The only way that can happen is a free agency, but it's just recruiting, but you're a free agent. The only, the only time I can see that— don't get lo- 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 into the free agency. The only time I saw it in hockey usually was with the Islanders last year, Tavares. Right. They, they were, Toronto recruited Tavares way before the trade deadline. I, I believe Toronto knew— they were getting John no. Tavares. I yeah, absolutely right. believe it. I believe it's a different story. Right. Clark Gillies, Clark Gillies, and, and I got uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Laraca sent me something that Clark Gillies said. Uh, he this was this was before, uh, right after uh, he decided to go to the um, so. the Toronto player. Clark Gillies, Clark Gillies said that they went, and Clark Gillies is part of the organization. He was the old captain of the New York Islanders. Yeah, I know who Clark Gillies is. Clark Gillies uh, was on um, the Michael K. show, and he sent me the video. It's on Twitter. And Clark Gillies said that the organization went to John Tavares at the trade deadline and said, listen, we want to trade you. We're gonna get, we can get a first round and some, and, and some picks for you. Tavares said, trade me no matter what. If you trade me, I'm coming back next year, no matter what. 
So the Islanders decided, you know what? He wants to stay here. We're going to keep him. We're not going to trade him because just in case he doesn't want to come back next year, he already said that he, if you trade me, I'm coming back no matter what next year. John Tavares, and I, Mike says he doesn't care because obviously, you know, this guy, this guy might win the scoring title this year. He might. He might. Not even close. Hold on one second, Speedy. I didn't mean it that way. The Hart Trophy. He could win the Hart Trophy not this year. Not even close. Not even close. Why not? Why not? He won't. Why, why not? Because there's other players in the league that are doing better than him that are in the category for the Hart Trophy. Really? So yeah. I think Kucherov doing much better than him? Much better than him? All around? Yes. What's Kucherov doing right now? 122 points. And what is 122 now? Something like that, yeah. And right behind him is Connor McDavid. Okay, and what about what about Tavares? What is he doing? He's got like 96, 90. So he's, so he's up for a heart trophy this uh, year. No, he's not. He won't even he's be got, in the top yeah, three. 122 points, 39 goals, 83. How many does Tavares have? How many Tavares? I think like 95, 96. What does he have? I don't. Yeah, I don't think he has 100 yet. I will look it up. And, uh, and uh, Connor McDavid's right behind Kucherov. No, Tavares only has 86 oh, this 86. year. How many goals does goal, he have? 45 goals, 41 assists. Okay, so 45 goals and 41 assists. Does the, do the Islanders have any player that's done that this year? Have even come close? No. Okay. So what, is, what does that have to do here, with anything? Here, here's what it has something to do with, Mike. And you keep yeah, flipping it around. And, and Tavares the, has nothing to do with the hot conversation. Here, here, right. here, yes, it does. Because no, it doesn't. I believe, I believe Tavares knew he was going to Toronto before the trade deadline. His wife. Why his, does that have to do with the hot conversation? Because I know... What do you mean? What do you mean the heart we're trophy? Talk, we were just talking yeah, about the heart trophy. I, I, I thought he was up for a heart trophy. He still might be up for a heart trophy, no. Mike. Whatever, no. 45 points and 41 assists. He might be up for, he might be up for an heart trophy. So what? He won't be top three at the remaining. No, he's not. No, he he's not. I, I'm the top three scoring guys is going to be Kucherov. Um, I'm, I'm hearing Bergeron may make a run at it. And I think uh, McKinnon. Right now it's Kucherov has 122 points. Connor McDavid has 114. And Patrick Kane has 105 Kane, right, right now. It's between Kane and, and, uh, and Kucherov that are probably going to win it. And Tavares is still a top five player in the league right Nobody's now. Nobody's denying that. All he's right. not going to win the heart. All right. So he doesn't Bergeron's win the heart. far behind. That's, that's not the point. The point is he knew he was going to Toronto. Clark Gillies even said it in an interview over the last couple of months. He said that Tavares knew he was going to Toronto. And he put the Islanders, he set the Islanders back for three or four years. In his eyes, he set them back. It might not be true, but he believes he set the Islanders back for three or four years because he knew he was going to Toronto. Especially when everybody, and the story's coming out that his fiance, now his wife, was already. Uh, Reddy got a job in Toronto as a nurse. She was a nurse. She got a job way before the trade deadline that she was going to. She was. She had a nursing job in Toronto. So there were stories going out that he was. He knew where he was going. He knew where he was going. So he screwed the Islanders. So in my thought and every what we were talking about with LeBron James and the way the league is completely transitioned, it's not just it's not just basketball anymore. It's hockey now. And you, what's what's next? Football? You're, you're talking well, about. That's what I was just saying. Uh, but, that there's other players. It's not just kind of like it's LeBron. transition. So you're going to blame. Le, so you're going to blame. Yes, you're going to blame LeBron. It's LeBron's fault because LeBron was the first person. In, it's not LeBron's fault. Listen, you could stop it just as much as you started. You could stop it. And the other thing too. The other thing too, though, is I don't know if it's going to happen with other sports because the GMs still are making the decisions with other players too. Football, you can't really do that because you need to. Pay, I guess twenty something quality players, and then you have a fifty three man roster. I don't think you're ever going to see that as much with football, hockey maybe, but it, it's still very hard because most players, besides Tavares, really have signed with their 
teams, eight-year extensions, six-year extensions, whatever. They've already done it. You rarely see them go around like that. And I don't think anything's going to change with that just because Tavares did it. Uh, I think it's going to change. Uh, Tavares was the first person. That's why they're, they're talking to don't get John Tavares. They're talking the league, the, the, right. the organization. The GMs are the aware of The organization is getting smart now knowing that Tavares wants to go somewhere. What Tavares did to the Islanders organization that they don't want right. it done to them. So GMs but are going to be more conscious. They could be more conscious. That doesn't mean the players are going to decide to sign with the organization. That, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Now, it Tavares might be, could right. change the outcome of hockey. Now, I'm not saying it to be So perfect. we're going to blame Tavares after that? Come on. It's not no. Tavares' fault that he wanted to go home, even though it, 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 it... So what are we going to say? LeBron is the one that started this. Tavares was the one that started that. I mean, come on. It was bound to happen. <laughs> it, 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 you, you spin the wheel, it's going to eventually happen. It's not just magically not going to happen. No, eventually it was going to happen. I just think the NBA now is just a player-run league where you're seeing that happen. You got to draft right. I don't think you're going to see that in other sports. You're going to have to draft right. You you got a player like Zion Williamson. A lot of people are comparing his skills to LeBron James. Okay, his skills to LeBron James. He's the next big superstar in the league. So what do you try to do? The Knicks are trying to do it. They're trying to lose and trying to win the lottery and trying to right. get him. That's how you land the better player, and that's how you, you build your organization up, through the draft. That's basketball now. Look at what the Nuggets are doing right now. The Nuggets built. Look at the players they have. They're practically – their team is practically draft picks. Look at Utah. Got a lot of mid-round, first-round picks, too. <laughs> Look at Utah. Look at Portland. They're all draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's the way of the game. LeBron's going to be gone eventually. Dwayne Wade retired this year. Dirk Nowinski is retiring this year. That line of players are gone. James Harden is going to be 31 years old. Chris Paul is 36. These guys are going to be gone. It's the new age of basketball now. And you saw Russell Westbrook. You say LeBron. Russell Westbrook didn't flee and go to a powerhouse team. He mm-hmm. stayed right there. Right. He transitioned the game. Same thing with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard did the same thing. So now you're looking at it that it's completely changing. Now, I believe the league's going to completely change. Now, teams are going to start just like with hockey, just like with hockey now. They're they're building around the draft. How do you win championships? You build around a draft. Offensive depth and goaltending, yep. That's that's where hockey is now. You're, you're yes, there'll be a player like Tavares that'll be available in his his prime of his career. Yes, there are players of that magnitude that will be available. But what are the chances that happen? Panera Panera is going to be available this year. Panera, if Panera liked where he, he actually played, Panera wouldn't be available. He doesn't like playing for the Blue Jackets. Right, and the Blue Jackets are a very average team too. So if if Panera was like playing, really if the Panera if Panera was playing for like the Florida Panthers, where everybody says he hangs out during the off season because he has a lot of friends on the Florida Panthers team, or he's uh, uh, he's playing for in Madison Square Garden or playing with the Islanders, he, he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave. Right. He's going to get a ton of he's money no matter where he goes. So that's what I'm saying. If he's happy where he is, he's not going anywhere. So, I think the, the, the game's going to complete. LeBron started this. It will eventually be pushed away. And then another sty- style will come in where everybody's just saying, you know what? I'm going to build around the draft. I'm going to do it that way. And now the Knicks are seeing the, the wave of the future or the way Portland. The Nuggets are going to be, I think next year, I think the Nuggets are going to be one of the best teams in the league. I think the Nuggets might be the best team in the Western Conference. They started the season one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They kind of fell apart with injury this year. 
I but th- there were days even after the All Star break they were first. Mm-hmm. So the Nuggets, I believe, you know, in after next year, after the Golden State Warriors break up, I think the Nuggets are going to be the best team in the Western Conference. That's how good they are. That's how talented they are if they could stay healthy. Their backcourt is as good as any backcourt in the league. They have Jokic, who's one of the best big men in the league. They got him in the second round. Mm-hmm. That's where you build it. You build it around the draft. The Nuggets could be the NBA champions next year. Did you see that th- that picture where they were during yes, the I draft where they were yes, in a I commercial when they drafted him? Yes, Jokic. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and nobody even knew who he was. Right. Look at that, look at how talented a player he is. And I want to finish up the show with baseball. And all day long, actually all weekend long, I, I hear the Yankee fans, and I, I it's so funny. I, I sit and yes, John Carlos Stanton's out for te- on a ten game uh, IR. Everybody says it's not the ta- disabled list anymore; it's the IR. Stupid. Okay. IL. IL. IR. Regardless, AL, a stupid whatever. change that did not need to happen. Injured list. Injured list, or whatever the hell they call it now. Right. It's a bicep strain. He'll be back in a, in probably a week and a half. Here's the thing. Yankee fans, the Yankees lose two out of three games against the Baltimore Orioles. And it's over. The season's over. over. Call it quits. Get rid of Boone. Trade trade Gary Sanchez. This is all I've been hearing all day. All day. Yankee fans, get rid of him. Get rid of this guy. Get rid of that guy. They stink. This and this and that. And blah, 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 blah. It's three games in a season. And then you have the Met fans. And you have Mickey Calloway come out. And say after the game, he says, he says about the Nationals, he said, we should have won that game. He said, they know who we are. They know who we are now. They know who we are. Listen, Mickey, you were 11-1 last year. Everybody knew who you were, and then you were one of the worst teams in the National League. Give me a break. Yankee fans need to calm the hell down. Met fans got to stop looking so far. But listen, I love, I, I, I've, Alonzo, Alonzo, um, Peter Alonzo, Peter Alonzo is, looks like a player. Mm-hmm. The third baseman, I, I, Jeff, what, McNeil. Jeff McNeil, looks like a player. They've got some good young players that look like players. Cano looks like he, he's going to hit this year. They, they look like a decent team. But for Mets fans to come out and say, oh, World Series a bust. Are you guys nuts? Look at what Philadelphia is doing. And Philadelphia is not even at full strength yet. The Nationals are not even at full strength. When the Nationals right, figure so things out. Levers go to die. Yes. When the Nationals figure things out with that starting pitching rotation, they're going to start winning. They're going to go on a six, seven game winning streak. I think Met fans need to say, and Yankee fans, you need to relax too. I, I, I listened to all these shows today. Yankee fans calling up, calling for Boone's head. Oh, if the Yankees have a, a 500 record, does he get fired at the trade deadline? They're not firing Aaron Boone. And the Yankees are going to win between 90 and 100 games this year. It's, it's ridiculous. I listened, listened to this garbage on sports radio. It's garbage. Yes, they lost against the Orioles. How many times did they lose against the Orioles last year? Four times? They, 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 they don't play well against bad teams. They've done this years. And they won 100 games last year. They lost seven games? No, I, think they, I think they were ten and nine or something against the Orioles last were, year. It was bad. Yeah, they, they they've lost a lot of bit. They lost against Toronto last year. Four. I thought it was four games. I think it was I ten and nine. I thought, I thought they I, went ten and nine against no, the Orioles. Go look I don't it up. Think it was that bad. I, I thought they lost. Like no, seven, I, I, seven I think they lost four or five games last year against the Orioles. No, I think it was worse. Just look it up, Speedy. Look it up, Speedy. But they 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 did very poorly against bad teams last year, and the teams they did all right. They won a hundred games last year. 
They won a they won hundred games Basically last year. Split against Boston. I I just I can't understand Yankee fans calling the Blues on the the Yankees on the Yankees because they lost two games out of the three against a bad Oriole team. Trust me, the Yankees are the only team that are going to lose against the Orioles this year. Look at the Red Sox; they're one and three. They played Seattle. <clears throat> they're all right. They just traded away. Some of their best players. Seattle right now is what five and two. Yeah, they always do that too. They're another team that starts. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I don't understand when I watch when I listen to baseball fans. It's ridiculous. It's garbage. The Yankees are not going to win 75 games this year. Yankee fans, they're going to win between 90 and 107. They were last year against the Orioles. All right, so I I I thought yeah. yeah. I, have thought, I thought it was worse. Okay. The Yankees the Yankees didn't play well against American League East teams last year. They didn't. They didn't. They had problems. What did they do against Toronto? They Toronto they, they were fourteen and five and the Rays they were eleven and eight. They didn't play Boston? well. Boston Boston had a better record, ten and nine. I think they were ten and nine against they Boston. Split. They, they like were nineteen games, nineteen games counting the playoffs. They were nine and ten, yeah. Nine and ten against the Red Sox last year. So, so Tampa Bay and Baltimore basically the. Uh, well, Tampa was a good team though. They were the only they team were they played well in the American year. Games, like yeah, Tampa was almost a playoff. The team. only team they played yeah, well. What did Boston do against Tampa and Baltimore? They had problems. No, with I Tampa. think Boston they had trouble with Tampa too. They had Boston. Boston had yeah, problems they were also eleven and, and Tampa. Eight, so. Tampa's the team to watch in the American League East this year. Yeah, they are. They're mm-hmm. the team to watch they because be. they're a good young team and they have a lot of talent talent in the field. Young talent in the field, and they still have Snell. And even though they, I don't think their rotation is that good, I st- their bullpen is pretty they damn had good. Charlie, Charlie Morton, though. Yes. Their, their bullpen's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So, I again, my argument here is Yankee fans need to relax. They just need to step back, breathe a little bit, wait until 25, 30 games come around, and I guarantee you the Yankees will probably be 9 or 10 games over five hundred. It's it's so ridiculous. They lost John Carlos Stanton. Yes, it, it doesn't hurt them. Absolutely, absolutely does. Look who they're calling up, Clint Frazier. When you have a, when you have a roster in your farm system that you could call up, you could just call up Clint Frazier. You're not in a bad situation. If the Mets lose a player, a significant player like McNeil, or they lose. Well, they have Dom Smith. If they lose Peter Alonso, they lose another outfielder, like a big time outfielder, like. A, a Nemo, Nemo or somebody like that, Conforto. a Conforto, they're screwed. They're screwed. That's the difference between the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees have a farm system. The Mets are starting to rebuild, replenish what they lost over the last couple of years, which they didn't build because Sandy, uh, <laughs> Sandy Alderson didn't know what the hell he was doing. That's why Oma Manaya is back. And Mets fans need to hold up the stop signs and take shots at the Yankees. Look. Look, we're, we're the team that's going to win 95 games. You guys have no chance. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. First of all, the Mets are in the hardest division in baseball right now. It's the hardest division in baseball. Philadelphia, yeah, but the Nationals. The Marlins. <laughs> okay, they're playing the Marlins. And they lose against the Marlins. They don't play well against the Marlins. Yeah, Mike, how many, times, how many times did the Mets lose against the Marlins last year? Every game. <laughs> they lost like seven games against the Marlins Every last year. Every game they lose. The Mets were 12-7 and seven against the Marlins. They lost seven games. I know because I looked at the numbers. <laughs> they lost seven games against the Marlins last year. And they, all they had was JT Realmuto. That's all they had. They didn't have Yelich there. They didn't have Ozuna there. They had nobody. 
The Mets do not play well against the Marlins. So all you Mets fans that are saying, oh, we're playing the lonely Marlins, the Marlins will probably win half the games this year against the Mets. It's just a mismatch for the Mets for some reason. They're in the hardest division in baseball. The Yankees division, it's hard. Well, actually, the it's Yankees, top heavy hard. But the it's Yankees division hard. is probably harder because you have the, the Rays and you have the Red Sox. So, uh, yes. But, uh, okay, second hardest division in baseball. Second hardest division in baseball. It's still a hard division to play in. I, I don't know because, I mean, with the Nationals, the Phillies, and the Braves, those are three that are better than just the I Red think the Sox Ra- and the Rays. I think the, Ra- I think the Rays are better than the Nationals. I don't know about that. And I think the Red Sox are better than the Phillies. We still have the Nationals. I'm, that, what I'm saying is the National League. And the Yankees are better than the three. Mets. No, that's a fact. <laughs> I don't think the Mets are good. So, so It's the I Mets mean, pitching that's not good. The Mets pitching that's not good? Nope. You don't like their pitching? Yeah, no. I can't even hit. No, I, I think the Mets pitching is uh, – Syndergaard did not pitch well over the weekend, and neither did Wheeler. But I think – And I, Matt stinks, and he's getting lit up right now. What's the score? Well, it's 2-1, but he gave up a two-run shot in the first inning. Yeah, He's not that good, Steven Matz. I've been well, saying that for years. What? They got to move them into a bullpen. They're playing Marlins. the Marlins. <laughs> Mets fans were like, "We're playing the lonely Marlins today." I was like, "You got you lost seven and, games and, against and them." And is overrated. All he is is a six foot seven guy that throws a straight. I like Sin- I like Noah Syndergaard. He He's to, so overrated. He has to evolve into more of a pitcher. Though, not evolving not a in six foot seven. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's got great stuff. Noah just he didn't does, pitch but well. He just evolved he into a better pitcher. He didn't pitch well on Saturday. He didn't pitch well on Saturday. This, is, this happens, man. You know, look at everybody. You know what's funny? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, yesterday, I think it was, and he says, "James, oh, James Paxton got lit up." I said, "No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He had one earned run." I was watching that game on Saturday. He had one earned run, well. five strikeouts. He didn't get lit up. And I, I wanted to call Matt up and say, "Oh, how did James Paxton do? He's gonna, you know what he's gonna tell me? Well, he still lost. That's not his fault that the Yankees couldn't hit in the game. Yakabunis was a stud. They lost two, they put <laughs> Who the hell's Yakabunis? I don't know, but he, his ball is moving. He's <laughs> actually a really good pitcher. I was watching that game. Yakabunis, what a name, Yakabunis. That ball was moving with that kid. How many times have bases loaded the other day? Oh, first inning, dude. The, <laughs> the Yankees are like the Yankees are like four for twenty-seven with base men on base men on. Uh, Men on scoring, scoring position, position, yeah. They're like four for 27. 36 men on base. Yeah, they're, 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 the, the Yankees. And this is, this, is, this is why I've said this over there. They have, they have, over. They have DJ Le, uh, LeMayu. LeMayu should be in the middle of the lineup. He should, he, he's a guy that creates a lot of contact. Right now that Giancarlo Stanton is gone for at least two weeks, LeMayu should be in the middle of the lineup. He should be batting fifth right now. He, he puts the ball... You know, he puts the ball in play. And that's what the Yankees need. They need a guy that's going to put the ball in play. You can't depend on Aaron Judge to do everything all, all season long. And this is the problem with the Yankees for the last couple of years. Last two years. They depend on one player to do everything. What was it two years ago? Gary Sanchez. Last year, Aaron Judge. It's just, you know, it's just too much. And Aaron Judge has been a pretty dominant force the last two seasons. He had 50, 50 home runs in his rookie season. And now this year, last year he missed a lot of the season. I think he had 27 home runs, and he was batting over 300. This is, I understand why Yankee fans are worried. There's really nothing to worry about. If you're watching the Yankees bullpen, not the not the other guys that you're worried like Holder, Jonathan Holder hasn't looked good. Jack Chad Green hasn't looked good, but guys like the guys that they brought in, like the Britons, and they look good. 
And when they get things together, when the Yankees get things together and this rotation gets back in, in force, when Savarino comes back and then Gio Gonzalez gets called up, that's a scary, that's a scary pitching staff. So Yankee fans, fans out there that your team's like 4-0. I heard a Philadelphia, a Philadelphia Philly fan call up a, a, Phil, a Florida show today. And he says, oh, look at my Philadelphia Phillies. Yo, Bryce Harper's really making us that much better. What is Bryce, ha- what is Bryce Harper hitting right now so far in the first three games of the season? I think he's like 240, 250. He's got one home run. I mean, two. Is it two home runs? Did he hit a home run yesterday? I believe he has two. He has yeah, two home runs? That's right. He, he's, you know, for a guy that you're paying 13 years, $25 million for 13 years, you should be doing a lot more than that. Right, but it also could be the effect on the other guys too, though. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I think the Philadelphia fans need to relax too. Well, they're crazy on their own, right? They need to relax too. I mean, it, it's so early in the season. You know, the team that I've, I've been really surprised about, and with all the the injuries that they had, especially in the bullpen, is the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Yelich is going to win the MVP again this year. He's the he's real deal. That guy, Christian Yelich, fun to watch. Oh my God, Don, uh, not Don Malley. Uh, Derek Jeter, he it might go back. You know, he might go back ten years from now. It doesn't matter how good the Marlins are, and you go back. Christian, I don't think they're going to be good under that regime. <laughs> Christian Yelich, Hall of Famer. Ozuna looks good in his first three games. Could be, could turn out to be a batting champion. Could be an MVP candidate this year. He looks really good. John Carlos Stanton, even on the layer. Bad year last year, 39 home runs and 100 and what was it, 105 RBIs. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And JT Romuto right now is the hottest hitter in baseball. <laughs> so you gave up four predominant Hall of Famers for garbage. <laughs> Leave Marlins Park, become a better player. <laughs> Figure that one out. <laughs> Figure that one out. Could you, imagine, could you imagine? Could you imagine all four players? Go with that. Leave Marlins. Could you Park, imagine all four player. players? <laughs> Four players on the Marlins right now. Could you imagine that lineup? I'm not sure who they opened up with, but uh, there was a picture that I saw the other day of uh, the second game of the year in Miami. Just like a picture of like the stadium. There may have been eight people in that whole that whole ballpark. I it's sad. Well, they were it's, trying to waste time before they went to dude, the nightclub. <laughs> Why did you buy a team? I mean, that's nowhere near South Beach. Why do you buy a team? No, they have one in their was, ballpark. Oh, do they? The Clevelander. Yeah, they have one in their ballpark. Is the Clevelander in the ballpark? Yes. That's what they're doing. Why do you buy a team? Why do you buy a team if you can't afford the players? Yelich wasn't making a lot of money. JT Romuto wasn't making a lot of money. John Carlos Stanton was making a lot of money. I still wouldn't have traded him. You traded him for nothing, and Ozuna wasn't making any money. Why would you trade these players? You had a chance to be good for the next four or five years with the players that you have. Does that make any sense to you? Mike, does that make any sense to you? The problem was is that when they came in, they cut salary. What salary? They, but only John Carlos Dan. I mean, no, Chris no, Yellich well, they all, they're, all making, they're not making crazy money, but they all had salary. Why and, buy a team? And the organization pay. doesn't have pitching, so that's really the problem. Because if you really, they think still about, don't have pitching. <laughs> I know that. That's what I said. He so what was the point? He doesn't know. What, they're not going to win. He ruined everything. Well, they still don't have pitching. So what? They what what no was the point? What, doing. what is the point of doing what you did? You gave up four all stars. Four of them. All of them are all stars. 
Ozuna is going to be an MVP candidate. I guarantee no, you. Not. I think I think he's great. No, I think he's great. Right he's, now, he's what is he batting right now? Three eighty. Goldschmidt's better than him uh, on his own team. Uh, Goldschmidt is better than him, and also Ozuna is like twenty four years old. He's a kid. 26. Is he? Is he twenty six? Yeah, like he is twenty eight right now. Really? I thought he was younger than that. He's been in the league for a while. He's hitting two ninety four, uh, no home runs, and three RBIs so far. Yeah. Goldschmidt. No, Gold he doesn't even have any RPIs. Goldschmidt would take the scored. MVP off that team. He's that good. Didn't they re-sign him? Didn't they give him yeah, an extension? Him extension. Yeah. Everybody's him extension. There's no one left next year. Except Rendon. And and Bumgarner. Bumgarner's available. He's there. Yeah, but he, he'll probably just get signed with whoever team he gets traded. So if he gets traded. Yes, and I believe yeah, it. And, I I, and, and I'm hearing, as mad as, mad as I, I, it's going to make me, it's, it's the Yankees. Because it seems like everything is going around... The Yankees, the Yankees are going to go heavily after him at the trade deadline, and they're willing to give up the farm for him. So, and Boris is Rendon's client, so he's taking Rendon to free agency, and I feel bad because he's not going to get the numbers that he probably wants. Nope, nope, nope. Rendon's no. a good player too. I know, but he's but up he's there. He's fragile. <laughs> he's yeah, up there he, in age. He's and a good a lot of injuries history. Good mm -hmm. player, but he's right. a good hitter, man. He's a good. He's a good bat. And I could see the Red Sox doing something like that. No, because they have too much salary. They have to have to yeah. spend already. Yeah, that, well, well no. not really, because a lot of uh, salary is coming off. No, Bo Bogarts, Bogarts. They just signed not, them. Did they sign Bogarts? Seven Bogarts? years. Yeah. Oh, when did they sign him? Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. know they the signed only him. The only person left is Mookie Betts, and we signed JD Seven Martino. years. Well, they are going to sign. They're going to sign. Oh, how much? It was seven years, one fifty-two. Oh, they overpaid for him. No, they didn't. Oh, they overpaid for him. Bogarts is not that good, man. He's not that good. He's a good player. He's not that good. Because I'll tell you this right now. Didi Gregorius is, is probably going to get 140. His contract's going to replicate probably what Bogarts got. I don't know about that. He, Bogarts is not. Bro, Bogarts is younger. Bogarts is what, 25? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Didi Gregorius this year will be 30. So I don't know. The only difference might be the years, but it's still relatively annual salary. That's what I just said. I think I think he's going to get 140, 130. That's what he's going to get. Then you're looking at about seven years. I, I don't think he's getting seven years. I, I don't think the Yankees are giving him seven years. I, I think he'll get five or six. He already said he wants to be a Yankee for life. So I don't see Didi Gregorius going anywhere with the Yankees. I think he's 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 going to be a Yankee. But uh, Bumgarner, everything I'm hearing right now, we got to go, but... Everything I've been hearing is Bumgarner is is as good as a Yankee, unless some crazy team comes and just blows him out of the park, like the Red Sox. But the Red Sox farm system. I wouldn't rule out. I wouldn't rule out the Brewers either. For, the Brewers too. The Brewers too. Well, they yeah, were trying to go after him in the offseason. Yes, right. the Brewers. They actually had a trade in place, but yeah. Farnhard didn't want to trade him in being in his first season as a general manager. The Yankees didn't want to trade the only face of the franchise right off the bat. He figures, let me, you know. Let me evaluate what I have. I, I heard that they, the Yankees are trying to show off um, Greg Bird, and they're also trying to, to show they off already, everybody. They already said Floriel is, uh, is is a guy that they said was untouchable. That if Bumgarner, Well, when you sign Hicks for seven years, they just in yeah, a field seven, spot. Yeah, but here's the thing. Hicks is seven years, $10 million a year. It, it's not a no-trade clause. You can a move a, a contract like that. Aaron Hicks is one of the top five center fielders in the league. He really is. Defensively, who's better than him? I mean, seriously. And, and if, you, if you can get productivity of 17, 18 home runs at center field and he's going to give you 70 RBIs, that's pretty damn right, good. But he would he get that with another team, though? That's the other Not thing. Not only that, well, here's the thing. No, but, he signed for seven years, mm -hmm. so I think he'll be signed all the way to 37. Yes. 
When you make a trade, regardless of ten million a year, he's twenty seven. So he, he he's would not be twenty seven. I thought he was closer to thirty. No, no. he's older. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's older. older. Yeah, no, no, no. He's going to be all the way to his contract. Then how old is he? I think he's thirty years old. Or he's going to be thirty. Twenty nine. Yeah. Wow. And he's going to be thirty. Yeah. He just turned twenty nine, right? right? Uh, October 2nd. He's going to be 30. He'll be 30. And that's seven years. Takes him to 37. No, no team's going to trade for him because they don't want to stay with him for seven years. It's $10 million a year, Mike. Where are you going to get a center fielder for $10 million a year, Mike? Guess what? You could draft to get one that could be good. And you control for Mike, six years. Mike, you don't know. You're not going to get a top five center fielder for $10 million a year, Mike. Come on. Think of, think about it. Naturally, that's the why the Yankees made that made that move. Because if if Aaron Hicks is for real, if he comes back and he is as good as he was last year, and I'm not saying he's going to hit 27 home runs like he did last year. Let's say he hits 18. There, are, how many center fielders hit 18 home runs besides besides Mike Trout? Besides Mike Trout, I'm talking about center fielders. They're predominantly defensive players. That's what they are. They're not offensive players. If you could get 18 or 20 home runs. How many did Lorenzo Cain hit last year? 18, I think it was, right? I don't think it was that much. I think it was 15. I think it was 18. 18 or 17. But but the problem with that is, though, too. And he's older. Yeah, Lorenzo Cain is 32, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he hit, no, he only hit 10. I'm just trying to think. It's not. It's not. It's not easy to find a guy, a center fielder with that kind of power. If 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 you get Aaron Hicks, if Aaron Hicks hits an 18, 20 home runs this year, that is that's a that's a, a valuable piece you could trade, and you're not paying. Right, him but a lot you of also money. wonder t- two things: one, how good his longevity is with his injuries, and two, what does will it he ma- do that in speedy, another stadium? Speedy, speedy. The facts are, he's a switch hitter, and. Since he's come to the Yankees, he's done very well. Right, but it also depends on when when he gets traded too within the contract and if he could keep it up. Listen, and seven years again. Seven years, seventy million dollars. There are players that are making twenty five, thirty million dollars. There's a set who Lorenzo Kane, how much is he making right now? Lorenzo I think he got, Kane, I think, think he's got making five one twenty, didn't he? Five one twenty. So I, he's I, making I how many a year? Eighteen? Nineteen? Something like that. He's making a nineteen a year. Aaron Hicks is a better player than Lorenzo Kane. He's a better player. He's been a better player for the last two years than Lorenzo Cain. He's a better defender, and he's a better. Mm, I, don't I don't know. know Lorenzo Cain's a really good defensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. That's... He's, he's got a better arm than Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo, I think Lorenzo Cain won like two Gold Gloves already in center field. Not, not on that team. When he played, he for just Kansas signed City. with Milwaukee. He was, a, he, was a, he was a Royal. Kansas, yeah. His whole entire life. Yeah, but he didn't win the. He didn't win the. He no, he did not win a Gold Glove. But again, who's in the American League? Kevin Kiermaier, Kevin Pillar, all those guys. I just and told you, have, you. And you have Trout. I just right, I, and Trout. I, again. I just I just told you. Besides well, Trout, Kane's really good defensively. I didn't say that he wasn't. Well, I'm, no, I'm you say, stated Aaron Hicks is better. And I, said, I no. think Aaron Hicks is better than him. All around, he's better than him. Numbers show that. Numbers show that defensively. I think he's just as good or even better. Go look at their war. The war? Go look at their war. That's all of it together. Whose war is it against replacement? Yeah, they they say it has something something to do with defense, too. Yes, it does. Uh, Lorenzo Cain had a war. Where is it? Uh, Just go to Baseball Digest. No, baseball. Baseball Reference is what I'm looking at. It's the first thing you look at, Speedy. It's wins against replacement, which I don't get because you also. It does. It has something to do with defense because I, I hear I hear them talking. Yeah, about a career of thirty four point one. I'm trying to see what it is in single seasons. Like it, does, it doesn't show. Aaron Hicks has a career WAR of ten point six. Yeah, 
That's a dramatic difference. I can't see the single seasons, though. I'm trying to find them. 34 to 10? Dramatic. 48 for Kane. What do you mean 48? Last year? His career is 48.2. What did he do last year? I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to see where it says individual wars. Uh, yeah, when you're playing kind of like on the Yankees, if Aaron Hicks thing. is out, I mean, it's not going to dramatically affect the team in terms of wins. Oh, uh, war. That's, that's why he's completely. Yeah, Four point yeah, seven okay. for Hicks last year. Mm-hmm. Unless you're taking his numbers on and the Twins. That's why. Yeah, that's why I can't uh-huh. do certain certain statistics on certain teams. Lorenzo, because certain teams are just a lot better than others. Well, Lorenzo the fact, was, fact was, is, the fact is, Lorenzo Aaron Kane at six point nine. All right. So f- the facts are, Aaron Hicks. Is a it's a top five center fielder in a league, and you're paying him eight or nine million dollars less than Lorenzo Cain. So that's a lot of money. That's a significant, a huge significance. You're paying a guy who's one of the top five center fielders ten million dollars for the next seven years. That's on the cheap, guys. It's on the cheap. If the Yankees want to keep Floriel and they say, you know what, well, if Aaron Hicks is hot and he he has fifteen or sixteen home runs at the trade deadline, which he did last year, and they, and the Yankees say, you know what, we'll trade you Aaron Hicks, we'll trade you. Greg Bird will trade you two of our p- good pitching prospects, Abreu and Acevedo. No, I think they sign Hicks to move over to left field eventually. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. They, could, they can use him as a trade ship. $10 million a year I, no, no, I for know center fielders. I just don't see a team, you know, because the way contracts Why? are. There's not many good center fielders in the league. I don't, I'm not talking about that. I don't really care about the $10 million. It's the age factor and the contract of seven years. No team wants to go that far when they start breaking down. Mike, I understand that, but you're, no team wants to pay a guy $20 million a year for a seven-year contract. You're paying him 10 for 70. You want to know something? If the Yankees were smart, I would just pay Aaron Hicks $70 million up front. They don't have to worry about it anymore. Seriously, it's not a lot of money in baseball. Baseball terms, $10 million a year, Mike, is not a lot of money. Matter no, of fact, it's that. pennies to a dollar for the Yankees. It's, it's, the Yankees make that in, in, in what, two weeks? I mean, seriously, with the endorsements and they have, they make that money in, in, in two weeks. It's nothing. They're paying one of the best center fielders in the league $10 million a year. Look what they're paying Savarino for the next four years. What is it, $13 million? A pitcher of that magnitude, an ace of that magnitude. Those guys. What did they make, sign him for? Uh, was it four, year, four years, $42 million or something like that? Yeah, it was 11 points something per year. That's nothing. They gave they gave Luis Savarino. It's amazing how all these guys signed yeah. and then they got injured. <laughs> I find that a little a little. Yeah, strange. but Savarino's already throwing the ball. He'll be back probably in the next two weeks. I mean, I, I believe. I what is They're it? Not going to rush. April? No, he'll be back no, in the beginning of, yeah, beginning of May. Beginning of May. Beginning of May. Beginning of May. Late, May. Late, but June, but, but you no, know, he, <laughs> dude, he's throwing the ball right now. So uh, I don't know about you. Just threw the other day. Yeah, he he's throwing. I'm the ball hearing right. his issues. They shoulder issues possibly with Chapman. And, no, it's knee and, problems, not shoulder problems. It's and Andujar went out with an injury starting today. He's on the IL. No, not Andujar. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. He got hurt today. Yes, he Literally is. about. He has a shoulder five issue. Five minutes before you went on. What was it? Uh, what shoulder was it? issue. What is it? A flame end? Uh, I don't know. Is it any tear into it? If it's no tear, it's he nothing. He's shoulder I, issue, I so he's, he's out for ten days. All right, so he'll probably be, listen. I, I know the Yankees have injuries, but the Yankees have it's just too many at once right yeah, now. Yeah, the Yankees have so much. But they're winning right now. Gardner hit his first home run, so we're back. Look at that. <laughs> season's back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> Little, bold, little Baldy did it again. That's that's from the Giant fan. We're that back. didn't. That's that's from the Giant. Fan. 
<laughs> that's, there's no way the series is back on no, no, there's, there's still a lot behind those Mariners heavy favorites there Mark <laughs> that, that's from the same guy that said there's no way in hell that the Giants are trading Odell Beckham and then when the show was over they traded him <laughs> oh my god that was funny that was funny when Mike came in he said Odell Beckham got traded I saw his face I almost I almost started to throw up <laughs> I thought it was a I joke. Was, I was happy. I thought it was a joke. Who we got on the phone? We got Mike. Yep. What's up, Mike? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. All right. Mike, you see, I told you they were going to sign uh, the Grom. I mean, yeah, I'm shocked. I think he got force-fed oh, in the sense. I mean, I'm curious to see why you were shocked. Well, only because of, I think, the, you know, they were playing coy with him. You know, they didn't really want to pay him because it's the age factor. But obviously the pressure, the season, the fans... Syndergaard coming out. Listen, I, I don't. I didn't care either way. I just didn't think they were going to do it, and they were trying to play coy with him. Listen, he got and I, and Errol knows this. I've been saying this yes, yes. back back from when Matt Harvey became the Dark Knight. He said Jacob I said DeGrom Jacob DeGrom is the guy. best pitcher yes, on that staff. Yes, he did. I don't care what anybody says. And I said Matt Harvey was. So that was my argument. But Matt Harvey was at the point yeah. he was. But. He was. Like he has like said, Jacob. I mean, I just looked actually. At it. I like. I like Zach Wheeler. I always like Zach but Wheeler. You, you don't seem too thrilled about it. No, I didn't care either way because the way I'm looking at it is they're not going to win anything with him signed. That's my whole point. My whole thing is I. I I'm a big Jacob Degrom fan. I've been supporting him from day one. They're not going to win with him. So, they're not. You tell me if this pitching staff doesn't stay healthy, they can't. They're not winning. No, they can stay healthy all they want. Matt stinks. No, Syndergaard's ball's too straight. Wheeler, even though it's a first outing, if he doesn't get his head straight, he's not a good pitcher either. No. You're going to go off a half a year and all of, them, all of a sudden acclimate him as an ace? No, no sorry. No, the, 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 there was rumors saying that uh, maybe Keiko would be joining the Mets. No, listen, Keiko. Are you kidding me, please? I don't, I don't, I don't we need another soft-tough left-hander? Don't we have enough of them? They're just reports. Listen, as a general manager, the one thing, the difference between what we have now in Brody compared to Sandy is Brody's doing his due diligence. I, yeah, I heard today they made a phone call to Kimberl and they made a phone call to Dallas Keuchel. Listen, you yeah. got to do that. They're still available because I think after a certain date, that first round pick is no longer available as compensation for signing them. I think it's like around June. If they sign in June, that first round pick becomes no longer as compensation from the, from the team. Because now it's yep. past the due date. So, listen, you got to do your due diligence. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Dallas Keiko will be better than that, you know, I, I forgot, his, that lefty scrub that's in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I can't stand that. And I'm adding Kimbrell to a, you know, to a bullpen is not going to hurt. He's not going to close. So, I mean, I don't care. If you do your due diligence. They're not doing no. that. No, I, I, know, I know they're not going to bring Kimbrell's him in. Kimbrell's not going to sign no, that's, with, right. to not close. No. Yeah, well, yeah, not listen, they're not – the job is not being given up, Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz is, is, is a closer. He's not. If they bring in Kimbrell, guess what? He's setting up. Oh, that's true. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. But Kimbrell's not signing a deal. No, he's not. He's not. What, 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 do you, what do you think of uh, Peter Alonso? Because I've been saying he's a hitter. I think he's going to be the real deal. Me, I wanted to go completely young with the whole entire team. I wanted to do the Braves model. But no, no, there was someone on the radio station who said he thinks and he's overrated. So I'm not say names, Just say it. It's Matt. It. Matt said it. There you go. There you go. What do you, wait, hold on. What does Matt know anything? <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> when, when did Matt claim that he knew anything? No, I don't know. I'm just saying what he said. I mean, just so. because he may read reports or 
Or I have no idea. I mean, I don't think he's even saw Alonzo play to even make that assumption. Well, he never saw James Paxton to make an assumption. And, James, and, I, and, and I said, and I even, when I was an advocate, James Paxton is healthy, is an ace. Because he's oh, that he's, good. He's, he's that dominant. Ace. He's an ace. The problem right. is, can he stay healthy? And I'll tell you this right now. If he, if he pitches the whole season for the Yankees, his ERA will be close to... Probably, he'll be probably around three. Three. Probably a three. And he'll Low have, threes. And he'll win 13, now, 14 but games. When the injuries come to the Yankees, are you a little bit worried? I mean, it de- I mean, I'm not a Yankee I mean, fan, but I know what you're saying. I mean, it's depth, depth. The Yankees, the Yankees. Here's the thing. Yeah. It depends on how they can play through these injuries right now, and and if it's happening, it's a good time to happen think now. About it, yes, because it's the beginning. Exactly, of the season. and that's what I was going to say. It, it's happening now. Miguel Andujar got hurt. I didn't even know he got hurt. Guess what? Yeah. Guess who could play his position? Uh, DJ Malameo. So right there, you fill that position for the next next week or two. If if Andahar doesn't come back, oh uh, the outfield. Well, they just lost. Um, they just lost uh, Giancarlo Stan. Well, guess who's coming? Ellsbury's coming back in in the next couple of weeks. Well, they called up Frazier. Yeah, I know, but Ellsbury's oh. coming back in the next couple of weeks. You have Frazier. You called up Frazier, and you still have a load of guys on the bench that can play the position that can hit. They just made a made a move for Mike uh, uh, Talkman. No, they well they made the move before before the season yeah, started. Yeah, but they they, they, they have depth. In Kansas City and a lot well, of the lower end teams. Is correct. The season. Struggling by the end of May or June. Baltimore's up five nothing right now. They might not lose a game for the rest here, of the season. Here, here, here's the thing with the, the Orioles, Yankees. Mariners, ALCS. The Yan- Mark. Here's the thing with the Yankees. It's not with the Yankees. It's not about their hitting. They'll never lose again. It's about their pitching. Everything yeah. with the Yankees is about pitching. It is. And we already know they can hit. But no, no. Well, I hate to. No, here's the thing. Do that. Because he's a puppet and he was handpicked by Cashman, he's got a two-year leeway. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. That's the unfortunate part. But personally, I've gone on record and said I don't think he's gonna be that kind of a manager. I, I think it, just like I said, I don't think Mickey well, Calloway is going to be that well, good. Well, you say that he's not going to be a good manager. He won hundred games his first year. Yes, I think he anybody could do that. I don't, he still won hundred games. Nevertheless, if you're a bad manager, even with a good here, team, here, you don't win. No, no. Here's the difference. Joe Girardi was one out away from the World Series. Aaron Boone couldn't get out of the first round. There's a big difference. That was the first. That was his first I don't season care. as a manager. I don't care. Almost practically the same team. All right. Actually, you got better because you brought in an MVP candidate. It wasn't the first round. Better. You won the wild card game. You know That's what I mean. Round. That's the first round. First round. That's the first oh, round. Yes. One what? game counts. What'd you say, Mike? I said Aaron Boone made so many mistakes last year. So, so, so And the team was a better team than the other. All right, all right. Joe Girardi, if you look at Joe Girardi's first season as a Yankees head coach, uh, as the manager of the Yankees, what was his record? His first season? He had a winning record? Yeah, he had a winning record. It wasn't good. It was barely 500. It was barely 500. It was the next year when the Yankees made the trade, when they made the signings with, they brought in Mark Teixeira, CeCe Sabathia, and A.J. Burnett. That was when the transition completely changed. So you got to give the guy a little bit more more time. I listen to all these Yankee fans. Mike doesn't like him. There's other people. I'm not a big fan of his. That doesn't mean he can't be a good manager. If he wins a World Series, all the Yankee fans are going to be like, Aaron Boone's the best. I mean, seriously. No, they won't. Yes, They'll they probably are. still call for his head. <laughs> if Aaron Boone makes the, makes the playoffs and loses in the wild card game or the first round, he's got to get rid of him. He's done. He won't because he got handpicked from Cashman. So this is, this is kind of on Cashman because you got rid of somebody who has always got you pretty far. Regardless yeah, of the, and, and the year that he left was his best managerial year. Oh, and you, 
because there were so many injuries to that team. If he's not winning, you don't think Cashman's going to get rid of him? No. 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 Another year. They're no. going to give him. They're going to let. Give, I said they're going to give him two years. This they're going to give, give him another year. Because next year they is well, is a three years then. Well, the first year is, I mean, you you can't do anything. It's a rookie year, so that's why I said he's got two years left. What do you sign a five year deal? Listen, Mike, relax. They're 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 going to be fine. <laughs> they're going to be fine, man. This team, even with the injuries that they have, they can lose their whole team. I'm going to make a bold prediction: Tampa Bay's winning that division. Wow, I think they have a good chance to win. I I don't think they're. I'm going to make the it bold. I don't think they're going to win wow. the division. I don't think they have enough. You can't pitching. stop Weddle. <laughs> so if Tampa wins that division, the Red Sox will probably come in third, or the Yankees will come in third. I, I told you the Red Sox. We're going to have our first tie in the American League East <laughs> for second place. <laughs> then there's, then there's going to be a one-game playoff, and then there's going to be another one-game playoff. <laughs> so it'll be 2013 all over again. <laughs> and they... The Rays won I don't. I don't think the Rays are going to win the division. I think the nah, Yankees. I, just, I think the Yankees they could. Yes, they could. They the, could. The Yankees will win the division. I think the Rays are going to be the wild card team. I think the Red Sox are going to have a bad year this year. I think with their bullpen, their bullpen. Are you watching them it's against Seattle? Too Air? early. I know, but it, it's different. I mean, the, the Yankees can't beat the the Baltimore Orioles, and it's early, and the Red Sox can't. I don't know. think anybody can right now. Can no, it's, a, it's the Orioles, <laughs> Mariners, ALCS. When are you going to get it straight? Thank, thank God I bet the. Fi- Thank God I took the over over 53 wins. <laughs> Is that what I put my house on it, yeah. That's high. <laughs> I'm going 5-0. and oh. I'm halfway there. They might. They, they, listen, they're, they're obviously a lot better than people thought they were going to be. 45 more wins and I win. I wouldn't know. I, I, I couldn't name you two people. But that doesn't matter. We've seen... I've seen things. Matter. I've seen things like that happen all the time. Baseball is unpredictable. After the first, after the first month, when you when you're projected yeah, after the first month, games. that's when it all clicks in. Yeah, this game. You need one month to really get everything going. The Yankees will. Yeah, I, I I said that if, if the Yankees if the Yankees aren't 500 by the end of May, if they're they're like under 500, like five games under 500, then I think the Yankees will be looking at maybe Aaron Boone isn't the guy. If if the Yankees in two months are under 500, five games under 500, with this, with this team, even with the injuries that they have, yes, if, if Aaron Boone's under 500, yes, I think the Yankees in two months will say maybe Aaron Boone isn't the guy, and they might fire him if that happens. I don't think this team's too talented. It's too talented. Even with the injuries they have, DJ, DJ LeMayo could start on any team right now in the league. He could. I mean, seriously. The lineup is still one of the best lineups in baseball, and they just lost two of the best bats. You know, sometimes you can have the best lineup in baseball, and that doesn't mean right. Don't mean anything. No, I know. I, I, and I said that before the season started. I says, I know. On paper, you can have the greatest team, and yeah, everybody thinks, and then it just doesn't work. We out. see that all the time. Yeah. We see yeah, that all the time. You don't, you don't, you don't play as a team. You don't mix together. It's, it's, it's this is the same, Mike. This is the same team. No, it's the same team as last, as last year. year. It's you the know, same I team. Know, I get that, but. It's a fine locker room. A matter of fact, that's the, the players, reason why they resigned Guardian yeah, and CC. The, the players that they brought, Tulowitzki is a great locker room player. I mean, everybody everybody talks highly of Tulowitzki. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just saying, how do you really know? It's a fine lot. It's not the locker room, man. It, it, well, right now, they played. They had a bad series against Baltimore. The Yankees could win five, six games in a row, and then all the Yankee fans, oh, we're going to win a World Series from uh, Fire Boone, we suck. We're going to lose. We're going to win 80 games this year. It's ridiculous. The Yankee fans need to, f- need to step it back. And the Mets fans need to stop fucking thinking that they're, they're highly no. profiled. I'm, I'm not 
saying that they're highly profile. I'm just saying that they, you know, I don't. I, besides the Grom and Syndergaard, I don't think they, that's, that's all they really have. No, it's just really the Grom. It's just the Grom. Right now, it's the Grom. But I, I'll tell you this: I, I, I like Wheeler. I think Wheeler's going to get season. I think Syndergaard's going to have a bounce back here. I really do. do I think Wheeler will have. Here's the thing: everything that I've heard, and all the different people, Ron Darling, all the guys, Hernandez. All of them say that Wheeler has better stuff than Noah Syndergaard. All of them. Every one of them. All of them say it. All the guys. Cohen. Cohen was on uh, on on uh, Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts show a couple of days ago. They all said it. They all said that Wheeler has the second best stuff on this team, even better than Syndergaard. They're gonna trade him. They're gonna trade him by the deadline. And I think it's a mistake, but that's just my opinion. Now, I mean, what do you? We don't know yet. You don't know. No, prospect. We, don't, we, have, to, we have to know the situation. Pitching's the a premium, dude. They'll trade him to the Brewers because he almost got traded to the Brewers. You watch. He'll go to the Brewers. Wheeler will go to the Brewers. But to me, I think their lineup is not strong enough. I think they need another bat. It'll be a matter They're of not contending, anyway. though, if, and likely <laughs> and they no won't And no big be. bats will be available, probably. Everybody's locked up. Well, well, hold on one second. At the trade deadline, if the team's out, they'll they could trade a bat in their lineup. They could no trade. big bats are really teams are going to get rid of if they're locked really? up. Really, you don't think so? No, I think teams would. I think no. teams would. for a pitcher. I I no. think so. I think so. There has the, to the be way, the way teams are lined up right now. I I mean, I don't see. I mean, no. The only bat that will be available is a guy that's overpaid and is not producing, and no team's going to trade for that. I mean, if you really think about it, guys on teams right now, the way rosters are set up. It's pretty much your guys you're going to war with on a daily basis and a seasonal basis. We'll see. I, I think there'll be guys available. Good I mean, players. there's bad contracts on some teams, but no team's going to want to take it. I think there'll be good players that when are going to be available. When you're in a playoff hunt. I beg to differ. I think there'll be good guys that'll there be available. Be yeah, absolutely will be. Every year there's a good bat always available, even if they're under contract. Every year, if a team's out, they'll trade for prospects. They want to rebuild or they think they no, can No, no, I know there'll be a bat, but I'm saying, what do you consider a good bat? I don't know. You tell like me. Just like, that's what, like, the Dodgers are out. The Dodgers are out right now. Okay. Um, Who would they trade off their team when, when they're mostly young? If they're if they're out and they say, you know what, this is a team that Jock Peterson because they have so many outfielders. I don't know, Mike. They might that's say that's a little different story. You Ma- get what I'm saying? Like Mike, how Jock do you know? Peterson to me is a bench player. <laughs> no, no, I know that. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like who? Yeah. I mean, they're all young. They're not going to trade Turner. He's locked up. They're not going to trade Seager, who's back. That's what I'm saying. Well, if they're out, they'll trade Turner. No, they won't. No, Why not? Because he's he's like their clubhouse guy. No. Right. So what? They can get prospects for him. No. They don't need they prospects. They don't need prospects. They have a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, Speedy, yeah. here's the thing. Why do you need a, a lot? He's a 300 hitter. Yeah, you need a lot. If you're, you're expected to make the playoffs, you're out of the players at the trade deadline, and you're not going to make the team. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're trading away players. That's what happens. It doesn't matter how good your team is supposed to be and how young your team is supposed to be. If you're not a playoff contending team, you're getting traded. Okay? So that's what happens. That's what I said. It depends on who the player is. Right, Most teams right. have their I, players I locked to differ. up. I beg to differ. I, the I only team that I can see trading away a lot, of, but they have a lousy roster. It's the San Francisco Giants. I, there's nobody on that team. I, I could see if the Brewers are out, the Brewers could trade away players. Not Yelich, but they'll trade away players. There are teams that will trade away players. There are players, good players, that will be available at the trade deadline. You watch. You watch when the trade deadline comes around. Watch big names get moved. Watch them. And I'm going to say, Speedy, remember when you said that? Uh, yeah. You know about the Dodgers? The Dodgers wouldn't do that. I don't think they All right. The Dodgers won't do that. The Dodgers have been the, they've been in the playoffs the last four years in a row. If they don't make the playoffs this year or they're out by like they're, they're seven, eight games out at the trade deadline, and they, they'll look to trade players away. They're winning their division. Who in the I'm just, is I'm just saying, Mike. 
I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm saying it could happen. Well, I, I think the Mets, if they, get, if they stay healthy, they can win this division. Sure. You're delusional, bro. Why not? You are one delusional Met fan. We got to go anyways. We're, we're, we're far over time. I think Tyler's if waiting he, to come in. You're like one delusional Met fan. <laughs> they're, they're projected to win 85 games, right? Tyler, you out there? <laughs> 85, right? What are the other teams projected? 89. So you're telling me that within those four games, whatever, you can't maybe get lucky with a few more games to win the division? Oh, so you think every team's going to win 89 games? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying with the, with the over/under. There he is. I'm just saying they're, they're all very close. The, the, I don't. I don't believe in their pitching. Tyler, you could come in. That's the problem. It's the pitching. You pitching know. wins games, not lineups. Pitching. Usually no, here at eight thirty on Monday. I'm not, so. I'm not disagreeing with that, but yeah, I mean, if they stay healthy and they pitch good, why can't they win a division? I just don't think they have enough. I, I think that, to the other teams. I think that's the Mets. All. I think the Mets could be no, a wild card no, 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 team. No, no, they could be a wild card team. That's, that's the only difference. I just don't think they have they enough. They could be a wild card team to win. And, 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 and you know what? You could be absolutely right. You know, you don't you don't know what you're getting out of McNeil's. You know, because last year was half a year. Right. You don't know what you're yeah. gonna get. You don't know what you're gonna get out of Rosario. He's still a kid. All, all I'm saying is that who, who's to say that they can't do it? Anybody could do anything. I just don't have faith in their starting pitching oh, after the ground. And I've been saying that from day one. I like. I, I still think That's they're starting. They have three really good pitchers. I, I'm sorry, Mike. I I'm, I beg to differ. I think Syndergaard's a good pitcher, and I think Wheeler's a good pitcher. I, I really do. And just because you saw them in one game and they didn't pitch well in one game, you, you're gonna you're gonna say, "Oh, I've been my watching God. those scrubs for four years." Scrubs. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard's 37 and 32 with a 2.98 ERA. That's not a scrub. I'm sorry. That's not a scrub. And here's another thing. We, we go up and we look at his numbers. From The only thing that I think about Noah Syndergaard is the guy can't stay healthy. That's the That's only yeah. thing uh, about Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. As far as his stuff, his stuff is as good as any, any in baseball. All he does is throw hard. What stuff? His slider's ridiculous. He's one of the best no, sliders he has, he has a good variety of pitches. His slider's one of the best in but baseball. But that's his problem. He, he prioritizes his fastball too much. Yes. That's why I'm saying he has to evolve he's as a got pitcher. Some, he's got some nice. He's got some He can't good go stuff. past five innings. It's a problem. That's a problem, too. Right. That's because he, he tries to go for the strikeout all the time. He can't go, out, he can't go past five innings. Matt can't go past three innings. And Wheeler, you don't know what you're getting. Well, that's not the pitcher's problem. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, though, so Syndicate doesn't have to go more than five innings, six innings. All right, Beef, we got to go, man. I know. I got you, bro. All right, man. Thanks, bro. Hope you guys later. Thank you. Beef, thank you. Up next, home stretch with Tyler, Mothball, Harrison, and Speedy Petey. Until, I guess, next week. I, I will be doing Below the Mic this week on Wednesday because uh, – Moffitt on the mic will be on Thursday night instead of Friday because they have special guests coming into the studio. So I will be doing uh, Below the Mic uh, at uh, my house studio um, on Wednesday night at 1030. So stay tuned for that. Until uh, next week, down to the wire, uh, that's it. Uh, here, Mark Salino, Mikey C, Speedy Petey, and me, Errol Marks. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, 631-676-2968. Follow us on WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Read our stories. Uh, inter- if you have any interest in following us on our social medias, check us out on Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Until then, uh, this is Errol Marks saying good night. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.